you start thinking one bad thought and then like just sort of leads to the next one and the next one and the next one. And then, you know, especially in a long race, like you've got the potential to really mentally fatigue yourself. This one's radio episode 630 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, one way that you can support the show that I haven't talked about much recently, but it's still out there. It's still it's still something that I love and use on a on a very regular basis is uh, Audible. Um, you know, if if you, you obviously like listening to me yammer on, or at least you tolerate listening to me yammer on once in a while, uh, so you know the spoken word as a means of entertainment or knowledge or learning or whatever is something that that uh, is is you know appeals to you. And uh, if you haven't tried Aud- Audible yet, you might want to consider. I've I've really enjoyed it. I've read a lot of read, quote unquote, read, listened to a lot of businessy books, and really started getting into fiction books lately. And uh, if you want a suggestion, and it may or may not be something that you're even remotely interested in, but uh, the Gray Man series has been a real uh, something I've really enjoyed. It's kind of a thriller, action. Um, it's, it's good. It's good. I enjoy it. If you like that kind of thing, kind of that, that CIA Jack Reacher type of, of stuff, uh, you might be into The Gray Man. So you can check that out. And you can check out the first book in the series, which I believe is just titled The Gray Man. It, there's, I think there's five or six books out currently, but that's that's number one. Uh, you can head over to disruns.com slash audible and you can try it for free. Um, of course, you can try any other book on Audible for free as well by just using that same link. Disruns.com slash Audible. What, what it does is it sets you up for a free 30-day trial and a free audio book of your choice. You get to keep the book regardless, and uh, you have 30 days to cancel. If you, if you, if you cancel, you'll never be charged anything. Uh, if you don't, you'll get charged uh, you know, at the end of that 30 days for the next month, and you'll get another free book after that. So basically, you're getting it, it's 15 bucks a month um, for one book. Um, and it's, it's, for me, it's very much well worth it. It's something that, like I said, I, I really, uh, really enjoy. And if, if you try out the, the audible using disruns.com slash audible, it supports the show a little bit as well. We get a little, a little kickback to keep the lights on, uh, here at disruns HQ. So if you haven't tried it yet and you're interested, give it a shot. Um, and if you don't like it, just cancel. It costs you nothing and it still supports the show. So, you know, everybody, everybody wins, uh, except for possibly your bank account, because you might find that you enjoy it so much that, uh, you, you stay subscribed, but it's like I said, it's a good 15 bucks. In my opinion, at least it's a good 15 bucks to spend each month Whether you're listening on the run or on the road or working or putzing around the house, whatever it is, audible is, uh, something that I enjoy using. So disruns.com slash audible support the show, get yourself a book. And uh, let me know what you read. Let me know what you're listening to, I guess, because uh, I'm always looking for, for new titles as well. So anyway, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, today's guest is someone that is no stranger to finishing at or near the front of the pack, even on the world stage. He's represented the United States at a handful of events over the past few years uh, and has taken home both individual and team medals to show for his efforts in those races. And those strong performances, uh, which have also included a, uh, a win 
uh, last year at the 52K Broken Arrow Sky Race have led to a new career opportunity for him, which is that of a professional trail racer or trail runner as part of the Nike trail team. Uh, honestly, it's been a little while since I've talked to a professional runner, uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and uh, maybe trying to, to keep up with him for a little bit today for these, uh, uh, hopefully a few easy miles for him, probably a few difficult miles for me. But uh, with any, with any, uh, without any further ado, it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Mr. Tate Pullman to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us today, Tate. Easy for me to say. I uh, really appreciate it, and uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, glad to be on. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. Uh, and guys, if you want to connect with Tate and, and find out more about what he's got going on, where he's going to be, the races he's doing, things that are going on in, in the life of a professional runner, uh, at Tate underscore Pullman is uh, the place on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and that's Tate, T-A-Y-T-E underscore Pullman, P-O-L-L-M-A-N-N, uh, Tate under. Again, Tate underscore Pullman, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, we'll have those linked up as we always do in the show notes. And today you can get to the show notes at disruns.com slash 630. So if you're out on the go, forget to, you're unable to write stuff down, we'll, we'll, we've got you covered in the show notes to connect with Tate. So uh, Tate, the way we always start off the show is with uh, a very simple question that for some folks, is a, it's a pretty easy one to answer. And, and for some, some people, it's a little bit more uh, challenging to try to narrow it down to just one but it's uh, just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, um, so I think for me, this is a little more difficult of a question um, just because in uh, in high school and, and college, I was running, well, I guess relatively shorter distances, like the mile up to 10K. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I've become a trail runner, I'm finding myself in races like 50Ks, 50 mile, this sort of thing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I really do like to run, you know, at quick paces, pretty, pretty hard. I, I enjoy that, but at the same time, um, there's, there's just something cool about being out in, in the mountains on the trails for just hours and hours at a time. Uh, just cause I mean, that's just what I love to do is just be out there. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say in, in the recent years, I'm more leaning toward 50 K as like my my kind of niche at the moment Mm -hmm. um but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if as i keep running and training i find myself running longer and longer races and just having fun exploring more out there in the mountains climbing that ladder longer longer and longer yeah (laughs) fantastic fantastic so um you mentioned in there that uh you know, running, running, quote unquote, shorter, uh, obviously uh, distance is always relative, but the shorter stuff in, in high school and, and college and whatnot. Um, so, so, you know, and, and, you know, most folks that run at the professional level, running has been a, a part of the life for, for a while. Is that, I mean, did you, did you come out of the womb basically running or, or how'd you get started into the sport that uh, obviously has, has seen you graduate to, to this level and, and uh, you know, upper, upper level of elite performance? Yeah. So <clears throat> it, it started mostly in high school, my running, um, cause I, I played tennis all throughout my, my little years. Like you can find me with a picture, like three years old, something holding a tennis racket. Um, but then, yeah, as I got into high school, I, I started running to try to get myself in shape and, and kind of last in these longer tennis matches. And I just like fell in love with running, um, even more so than tennis. Um, and then my dad is also, a runner. And at this time when I was in high school, he was, uh, starting to run on trails and he, he was telling me he was, he was going to run this hundred mile race. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, that's just insane. Like I'm running one mile, you know, in my gym class. And that's like all I can do, you know, like I didn't even think that I could 
ever run more than than like three miles or something like that. Um, but yeah, so I just I just started kind of going out with runs for my dad, just you know seeing how long I could last, and then you know going a little further and further each week until. I remember this one point um, during the summer of my my freshman year of high school where I was running with my dad for like three plus hours in the foothills outside of Boise, Idaho. And we were just like, I mean, we were just having so much fun together. And it really, it wasn't even hard for me. And that's when I realized like, hey, this is, this is kind of crazy, like that I'm not, you know, I'm not getting fatigued at these longer distances. Maybe, you know, maybe I have something you know, for this, like a talent for this. Um, and then that's kind of how my trail, trail running passion evolved. Gotcha. And, and so as, as is usually the case, there's so many things in that answer that I, that I, uh, am, am curious about and, and who knows if we'll, we'll get to all of them because I ask one question that usually leads to something different, <laughs> but, uh, I, I hear you say, you know, the, the summer of, of freshman year. So you're 14, 15 years old, somewhere in there out running for, for three plus hours uh, on the trail. And, there, I'm not necessarily in the camp. In fact, I'm, I'm definitely not in the camp of saying that, you know, at, at a certain age, kids should not run whatever type of distance. Obviously it depends on your fitness, your, your ability, if you're having fun, all, there's a whole lot of variables in there other than just, you know, you're, you're 12 years old, you're 14 years old, you're 16 years old and you can't run a certain distance. But, um, you know, for, for you to go that, that long at, at that age, um, obviously it was something that you enjoyed, but I, I guess what I, I guess where I'm trying to go is, with, with with your dad being a runner, was was there ever any um, pushback on his part or pushback from other folks, maybe the the, the, the high school coach, the the cross country coach, the track coach, things like that, of saying, "Dude, slow down! Like like you're you're just a freshman. Like you you don't need to be running these types of distances yet." Or was that maybe not encouraged, but at least not restricted in in your experience? Yeah, um, well, that it definitely is a concern, and it's it's something I'm actually thinking about now. Like looking back on how I started and seeing other other young runners coming into the sport and watching people, you know, probably 15, 16 years old running like 50 mile, 100 mile races mm-hmm. now. And I mean, it's a big question of you know, is that is that safe even? Or um, you know, is for me, I I felt like I I didn't get too much pushback really from from my family or from coaches, um, just cause I feel like they know how much I enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. I feel like I was still, you know, I was still relatively injury free throughout high school years and things like that. So I feel like for me that, that was a good, um, you know, a good way to progress my running, but, um, by no means would I, would I expect like, you know, anyone else to follow that same path or, or if you feel pressured to, you know, into running, like that, like my dad wasn't forcing me to go out for these right. three hour runs. It wasn't like a, some kind of like torture practice, you know, it was <laughs> just something that I wanted to do, just hang with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, really have fun. And a lot of times you're, you know, when you get to steep Hills and things like that, you're actually, you're actually hiking and right. not, not running necessarily. So that's a little more manageable there. I feel like, um, but yeah, that was also going into college, uh, you know, an interesting, uh, con- concern because, you know, as a, I, I went to school at the university of Portland and they're, they have a very strong, uh, D one, uh, cross country program. They were second in the nation this last year. Um, and they, you know, for, for the coach to allow me to continue my trail racing mm-hmm. on top of, you know, this, 
you know, trying to produce a, you know, the best team in the nation, basically, that was something on his part that I think was really, really an interesting choice. Cause he, I think he just knew that my strengths, uh, you know, were in the long distance and the hills and things like that. And then after college, I'd be doing that anyway. And so he just wanted me to pursue that passion, you know, on, you know, through the cross country season, even through track and all of that. So, right. Right. Um, and, and, that kind of leads me then to, to ask, um, you know, with, with finding that, that time in the mountains with, with your dad being that thing that really kind of cemented you and, and, you know, your, your love for the sport and, and it sounds like specifically trail running and mountain running, um, was, was running track and cross country in, in both high school and college? Was that, um, I don't know if I want to say less fun, but I guess I'll say, I mean, you know, if, if, if the true love is, is the mountain running, the trail running, things like that, and now you're stuck on a, on a track for the track season at least. And, and, you know, the shorter course, uh, cross country stuff, was that not as much fun or was it fun in just a different way? Uh, I'd say in a different way. Yeah. Um, because with, you know, with track and cross country, there's, there's a more developed community and particularly for, for younger runners, you know, especially because like track and cross country are high school sports, whereas trail running is, is definitely not. Um, and trail racing is not something that you see a lot of younger runners involved in. And so I think the fact that I, you know, went to Portland and had like a team of 30 some, you know, super fast guys to train with was like, I mean, that was awesome, you know, because they were all, I mean, they all became my friends. We could all like, you know, talk on the runs together. And just, I feel like having that community was essential. Um, and if I, if I had just gone my own way with trail running and not ran in college, I, I might not have found that same, you know, that same community to train with. Mm -hmm. Did you, uh, did, did you get a lot of the guys on the team to, to join you for some, uh, some mountain running on occasion or, or did they kind of let you, uh, let you do that on your own? Um, yeah. So, I mean, a little bit of both, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of fun. I remember one time I took some of my friends up to Mount Hood for a run. We did our, we always do a Sunday long run as a team. Um, but I just told coach that like, this was at the beginning of the season. So it didn't really, uh, matter so much mm -hmm. what, what we did for pace or anything. I just told him I'd take a few guys up to Mount Hood and we'd just do a like a real mountain run, just like head up toward a glacier on, on, uh, around 10,000 feet or something like that. <laughs> um, I mean, it was just such a cool day. Uh, cause we're just like passing through these, uh, uh fumaroles, like the, the steam coming out of the, the sulfur gas coming mm -hmm. out of the mountain. Cause Mount Hood's still an active volcano and you're just like seeing all this cool landscape. And of course, yeah, we ended up making it to the glacier, getting a little lost, of course, and <laughs> sliding down some snow patches. But I mean, it's just, it's just so much fun to do that, especially with your friends too. So. Right. It, it wouldn't be a proper trail run if you didn't get at least a little bit lost at some point along the way. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, as far as normal, you know, normal day-to-day -day runs, a lot of the times I, I would just train exactly what my cross country team would do. Um, but there'd be occasions where say, if I, if I had a race coming up, um, like say this happened one time in, I think it was November of 2015, I had a trail marathon that I had to race. Um, and November is kind of the tail end of the cross country mm -hmm. season. And my coach was just, yeah, he, you know, he wanted me to train for this marathon, um, cause he knew how much I wanted to do it. 
Um, and he, he let me do, you know, separate workouts, say on our workout days and the long run day, he would just kind of wait for me in the, in the van that, you know, dropped me off and just let me go for as long as I wanted. So he was there, there waiting in the forest while I was just <laughs> racking up the miles. Yeah. So that was, out was there, awesome. out there doing your thing. Did, did that, um, training for that marathon and, and other events that you may have done it while you were also in college it, looking back on it hindsight always being 2020 do you think that that doing those those extra miles and 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 longer races helped your college performance hurt your college performance or or maybe you know didn't really change things that much at all yeah so i think the, the trail running was um i guess it, I had to sacrifice my, my cross country a little bit for the trail running for sure. Um, the, the first year when I was at Portland, not so much cause I redshirted that year. Which, so I take a year to just kind of train basically. And that, that was actually kind of the perfect opportunity to get into trail running. And that's, that's when I joined the first, uh, junior U S mountain running team was this year, um, in the fall. Um, and could just kind of, got into the sport in that way. But, um, yeah, definitely as, as the cross country seasons went on and I realized that my focus was more on these trail races and my coach did as well. Um, that was something that, that we had to kind of decide like, okay, you know, you're, you're going to prioritize tra trail racing, you know, in your, in your training. Um, and, uh, last year in particular, uh, when I signed with Nike, that's when, um, I, I talked to my coach about this decision because I knew that if I signed with Nike, I'd be losing my last year of eligibility to run in college um, because I only ran for uh, two years instead of um, and then the red shirt year. So, right. I mean, normally you get the four years of eligibility. So I kind of, I, you know, I sacrificed a little bit to do that. Um, but at the same time, my, both myself and, and my coach were you know, very ecstatic for the opportunity to run for Nike and that only comes along so often. And if it does, you know, we both thought, you know, you better, you better take it. So, right. right. What has, with that kind of thought in mind, making, making the jump from, from college runner to, you know, and, and running track and cross country and, and mixing in a few trail trail races and stuff here and there to focus in specifically on the trails and, and running professionally. What, what has been uh, that transition like for you over the last, you know, little over a year now, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the big thing is of course, picking your distance, um, because in trail racing, you know, you, you got the short trail races, which are, I mean, they're not, they're relatively short, right. I suppose, because they're still, <laughs> they're still t like around 12 K I think is the, sh the short distance world mountain running championships. Um, but I, I chose last year, last summer to compete in, the long distance world championships. And also this summer I competed in them as well. Um, just cause I felt like with, with the, tr the current training that I had going during the time, you know, like around hundred, hundred plus mile, uh, weeks, things like that. I felt like my training was more suited toward that kind of a, kind of a distance. Um, so I, really, I just think it depends on how you're how your training is, is going. And like we were talking at the beginning, how it tends to evolve. Like if you find yourself running longer and longer, you know, long runs and maybe, you know, you're, you're going to be more, more prepared to run these, um, you know, 50 K 50 mm -hmm. mile plus distance. So 
What's been uh, uh, the the biggest adjustment between the two for you? Between like the, the college college running to getting into now professional like like this is this is your job now you know in, in colleges I guess it's kind of part of the job because it's it's you know your scholarship athlete like you but you've got classes you've got other things that are that are demanding your attention and now um, you know I mean like like this is this is what puts the the roof overhead and the food <laughs> on the table like has has there been an adjustment or has it been pretty smooth for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely an adjustment in in that regard. Um, Because yeah, when I yeah I just recently graduated. It was this last May, Mm. Um, and so this last year I've I've still been a student, but I've also been a pro athlete. And so I think the transition didn't really seem to affect me much because I was still living the student life, and Mm. I was even still training with with the cross country team as well. I just wasn't wasn't racing for them. You know, I was just racing for. Nike all of last year. Um, but now as of, you know, this summer and leading into the fall now, um, yeah, I really am. I'm not a student anymore. (laughs) So it's figuring out kind of my direction and how to, for me, I think how to involve myself in the sport even more, um, just because, you know, I've, you know, I found ways to, you know, to support myself through running, but, you know, I also graduated with an English degree. So I'm thinking, well, how can I use this? And Mm -hmm. so, um, that's when I started this this past May. I started writing articles for the American Trail Running Association, um, and uh, their goal is basically to promote uh, the mission of of trail running and educate um, trail runners across the country or or people who don't know anything about the sport and just show you know this is this is what we do. This is where you can find all the races across the country, um, just various articles on the different U.S. teams um, and things like that. Um, and so I think going in the future now, that's that's a definitely a direction that I want to involve myself in is how do we get more people, you know, learning that trail running is really a thing, you know, because mm-hmm. in in high school, I I felt really lucky that I even knew about it, because if it if it weren't for my dad, I don't know if I ever would have even started down that path. So, right, right. And so, well, then with that in mind, it's, it's a great uh, uh, maybe divergent, at least for a little bit from you know, specific kind of your running story to, to kind of this idea of, of trail running. And, and, you know, like, like you mentioned, uh, earlier when, when kind of talking about the, the high school days and, 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 and whatnot, you know, most, most people, if, if they're into running, most kids, if they're into running, it, it is focused on running on the track and maybe some cross country, things like that, that, that are part of, you know, being part of the school team and, and, and things like that. Um, and, and there's maybe a bit less of a focus on trail running and certainly in some parts of the country, um, maybe almost even almost no focus on trail running. Um, and, and like you said, your dad exposed you to that and, and you really took to it and obviously, you know, fast forward and and here we are today. Um, for, for those that are listening to this, that are predominantly road runners, or maybe they dabble on the, on the trail a bit as well, but maybe they have some kids that are, you know, training for track and cross country and things like that. Um, obviously your experience is that, that you love the trails and, and it's, it's a lot of fun out there, but, but what are some good reasons beyond just the fact that it might, you might enjoy it um, to, to maybe, even if you don't get completely off the roads or off the track, why adding more trail running to, to the mix in your opinion and, and your experience, why is that a good thing for, for any runner to do? Yeah, that's definitely a great question. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we could, we could start by just, something I notice um, as far as the community aspect goes. And although, although, like I was saying before, it's a, it's a small community, I feel like in some ways it's, 
it's very it's very relaxed, uh, very uh, very diverse in a lot of ways because you get people coming from all different kinds of backgrounds, like say skiers, you know, who are just love to be in the mountains, and then in the summers there's no snow, so what do they do? They just you know they start running the trails, right. you know, or you get rock climbers who just you know they're out there and then they you know, who knows, they might see a trail race or just start running on the trail to get to, you know, a new cool spot. And so then they start racing. And then you got people who, you know, say we're, we're running roads and then, um, perhaps they, they feel like they just kind of want a change of scenery or, or experience something new. Um, or you have people like me coming from track and cross country kind of backgrounds and just finding their way into trails. And so I feel like you've got this really cool group of people, um, all involved, even though it's small, like I was saying, it's, it's always a blast at a trail event. Um, and for sure, I think, um, there's something different about the mentality even of, of like racing in itself, because, you know, the challenge is, is, is the mountain of course, and, and whatever it brings. And a lot of times it's completely unexpected. Like, there's a rainstorm or hailstorm or something <laughs> mid-race you know it's, it's definitely going to humble you in some way you know maybe you're looking at the course and the hill doesn't seem so bad and then you get there and it's like just like takes you an hour you know <laughs> to climb the one hill or something like that um and so i feel like in in track i was never thinking that way you know you're always thinking about you got to hit this certain pace on this mm. you know this exact pace on this lap when you're coming around i um, mean it's yeah it's it's more flexible and more uh, you've got to be more adaptable, I think, when you're you're in a trail environment. And I, I think that's it's honestly more fun, I think, too, because you're just you're really on your toes quite a bit. The, the hours just seem to fly by. Like I, I couldn't even imagine running, you know, five six hours on a road, but five six hours in the mountains just kind of goes by like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose those are those are probably my biggest reasons. Um, another one could also be. Um, safety is, is something that, uh, well, not safety necessarily, but, uh, as far as injury prevention goes, a lot of people, um, doctors included will recommend to run on the trails, um, just cause it's better for your, your joints and things like that mm-hmm. upon impact as opposed to the road. Um, or definitely as opposed to track where you're just running in, in circles, mm-hmm. doing the same motion over and over again on, on the trails, you've definitely got lateral movement and you know quick adjustment steps and things like that that are really good for you know a wide variety of muscles right right yeah there's there's no question about that um for for somebody who is is maybe thinking about getting into or starting to get into some trail running it's something that that uh i've I've dipped my toe in uh over the last few years i I live in central florida so it's it's not uh quite the same as as trail running in in more mountainy areas We, we we trail run through the swamps which uh is, is, is a different experience, I guess. It's, it's not better or worse necessarily, but it's different. Um, but, you know, for, for somebody that's transitioning from predominantly running on the roads and then, and then getting into the trails and, and whatever their, their community and, and their, their trail options look like, um, I know for me, it was a, it was a eye opener as far as maybe how much harder you had to, to push yourself to maintain the same pace or trying to compare road pace versus trail pace. Um, it, it almost was kind of frustrating or, or like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, that, that whole proverbial, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm so slow. Uh, so, so for somebody who's, who's thinking about getting into to trail running, um, what are your, uh, suggestions on avoiding that, that 
maybe hit to the ego of you're probably not going to be as fast on the trails as you are on the roads. And that's a, it's normal and B it's okay. Uh, how do you, how do you help somebody get over that kind of trepidation? Yeah. Um, well, I guess one thing is probably to stop counting the mileage. Um, cause <laughs> I, that's I, something in, in college I was definitely counting mileage. And I, I think when you transition to trails and especially to the steep, sort of terrain you you really just have to throw mileage out and pace out of the window really just because it it's not the same at all you know like i've i've definitely climbed mountains i think at like 19 minute per mile pace and that's that's fast that's moving you know, pretty like good that's, yeah that's exactly. passing people you know like and, and it's just cr- sort of crazy because you can't even fathom that when you when you're running roads or track you're like 19 minute miles like are you, are you walking? Are you like, are you like <laughs> right. going backwards? You know, but if you, if you do it and then you realize like, oh, okay. Like there's, there's no trail. I'm like bushwhacking and like just, I, you know, you almost sound hands and knees basically just scrambling on something like that. Um, to, to me, that effort is, is, you know, like far more taxing than a five minute mile or, or less or something like that. Um, but it's just, just a matter of, perspective i think and just knowing knowing how to push yourself um but not not completely exhaust yourself and just being being satisfied with those efforts you know regardless of of what the pace is um and i think you know as you do it more if you are a person who really likes to you know be pace oriented or or goal oriented with time i think you still can do that you know if you if you do the same repeats of of certain hills or something like that like I have a few um, mountains back in in Salt Lake where um, where uh, my parents live, and they, you know, I know basically what my time is to the top on all of those, or um, kind of what my uh, PRs are, I guess, in a sense <laughs> for right. for the, those mountains. But. Yeah, almost instead of having a time goal for a, a a distance, it's each trail or each, like you said, each route, each each whatever has its own its own metric basically for how you're doing. If you want to, if you want to get into that comparing game of pace and distance and things like that. Yeah. And social media will help with that too. It's, I don't, I don't know if you use Strava at all. It's the, the app on your, on your phone there where you can do certain segments, uh, where they, they show like, okay, uh, from this, you know, this hit in the bottom of this hill to the top, um, it shows basically all the people who went by this hill and, and tags their pace, you know, that they went or their time from mm-hmm. the bottom to the top. And so you can just make all kinds of segments. Like, uh, say if I go out, you know, for a run and I have my, you know, connected to Strava, I can see like, okay, everybody did this, this mountain and this, in this amount of time, right. you know, or something like that. You can actually see all of those different trails and all the different routes and, what people have done. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's a good way if you, you know, if you're interested. Of course, the, the, the the other side of that coin, the slippery slope slide is then, then that goes into that whole ego bit again. If you're, especially for those of us that are more road runners where it's like, Oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm, you know, last on the, on this, on this segment. Like I'm so slow. Oh my God. It's just like, I I love the social media, but yeah, it's, it's a double edged sword sometimes with uh, trying to keep things easy, you know, running at the right efforts, things like that. It can be, it can be tricky. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely don't have my watch on all the time right. just because I, I feel like I should just enjoy myself most of the time. But for for races, I tend to put it on just because I like to see kind of how my pace transitions throughout the 
throughout the race. I'm being non-judgmental of it, of course, <laughs> when I see those 19 minute miles, but <laughs> right. you know, right. Yeah. Um, so shifting, shifting gears a bit, uh, from, from trail running in, in general to kind of back to a little bit more of, of you specifically or f- shining the, the spotlight a little bit more back on you, uh, as, as I mentioned in the, the intro and, and I, you brought it up at, at one point, kind of as part of the, the flow of the conversation uh, running for, uh, the United States at various world championship events, a, a couple of different times. Uh, what, what is, what is that like when, uh, w- when you get the opportunity to run for your country? Because, uh, Quite frankly, it's uh, an opportunity that I will probably never get. Unless, I mean, there'd have to be thousands of runners that were unable unable to represent the USA before they would even consider uh, knocking on my door. But uh, obviously, you've you've had that opportunity. You've had success on the world stage. What's what's it like to run with uh, the USA across your chest? Yeah. Um, so the first time was was on the U.S. Junior Mountain Running Team, and that was uh, like I was saying before my my very first year of college when I was redshirt freshman and during the cross country season. And it was, I mean, it was really just sort of unbelievable. Cause I, I, I had done, you know, a, a few good performances in trail in the trail during the summer prior to that, but making the team and, and basically going to Europe for the first time and, uh, getting to travel with, um, you know, all kinds of different international athletes, you know, arriving there. And this was in Wales, um, in the UK, uh, was this championship 2015. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really kind of surreal cause it's, it's not something that I'd ever, ever really even thought of necessarily until, until it just sort of happened. And then once it did, I, it just really clicked that, okay, this is, you know, this is, I think what I want to dedicate my life to, you know, if I get this chance to represent USA, you know, maybe, maybe I could find a professional running career and that's, that's really when I started thinking about, you know, running for a living was after I made the first team. Um, and then the, the second team was in 2017 and that was, um, the U S, uh, long distance mountain running team. And that was my first time as a non non junior. So I knew the competition would be quite a bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I had really prepared for that race and, uh, that's where I ended up getting my, uh, individual medal there, a bronze. Um, and again, it was just sort of this kind of surreal experience where like, you know, just, just two years before I was competing on the junior team, you know, and then, you know, here I am two years later and I'm competing against, you know, the best mountain runners basically in the world and finding myself, you know, doing, (laughs) doing extremely well at it. Um, so I think, yeah, each, each time it's been just this, uh, yeah, very hard to describe, but definitely something that I'm, you know, very grateful for. And, um, I, that's, I mean, that's one reason I, I want to help get more exposure for trail running is because, you know, if other, if other kids knew about this opportunity, I think to join us junior teams and, you know, see how that, you know, can change your life. I think that could be, you know, that could be something, a mission for me going forward, mm-hmm. getting people involved in the trails. I, I love it. That would be uh, that would be a, a pretty cool, I think, way to to leave a, quite a lasting legacy is if you can really kind of help to bring that that up a bit and that just raise that awareness and, and who knows where where that might lead. Um, you, you mentioned uh, you know just the, the level of competition and and how you know when you're at a when you're at a world championship. I mean, you're you're running against obviously the best the best runners in the world. Um, you know when you're 
around the starting line before before a race like that starts. What what is going on in in your head? What's what's the thought process like? What, what's the the mentality? Um, do you try to treat it like it's just any old any old race, even though clearly it's not any old race? Or do you, do you recognize that it's something different? Like what's what's that thought process, that pregame mental uh, mental state like for you? Yeah, so I think I think for me it is just I mean it's weird to say, but it is kind of like any other race. Like I really just try to try to relax and get into my routine. Like I, I remember on that championship, uh, it, the the one where I got the, the bronze in 2017, I, I was just completely relaxed before the race. Like I was just eating a bite of a, a strobe waffle that <laughs> was just in my backpack, just kind of like chilling and hanging out. Cause I mean, it, in a way, especially with the trail racing, like there, there's almost no pressure at the start because you know, who's ever in the front at, at the beginning, it, it really doesn't matter, um, you know, because like you're going to be out there for hours. And so to me, that that's kind of a distressor because I can just go, okay, even, even if I don't feel good at all, even if I feel like butterflies at the beginning, like I know things can, you know, change as this race goes and I'm just going to kind of just put myself out there and just see what happens, you know, and just believe that I can do it basically. Um, and that I think that mentality is has worked pretty well for me because in in, a, in other races for sure in in track and cross country I've I found myself stressing more actually than than in some of these like bigger events like the world championships and trail running just because I think I was more focused on on the time and the pace and the competition as opposed to just this this cool experience in the mountains you know and just you know you almost forget that you're in a trail race in in parts of these events just because you're out there in the wilderness all alone really mm-hmm. you know you, you forget that you're in a, a world championship but yeah you really do does does that same kind of uh feeling or that that same mindset seem to be the case now with um with just you know again your your quote-unquote ordinary trail races that, that you're running the 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 they're ultras, so they're 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 long for the most part. At least there's they're some type of, of longer distance uh, than than what you'd be doing on the on the track or, or cross country. But um, you know, running running these races now again now that this is this is the job like this is this is how, you know, how the bread gets buttered. Um, do, do, is that still just kind of that relaxed vibe of just kind of chill? And we you know, we got we're gonna be out there for hours, so you know it's not the first guy off the line that's that's gonna necessarily win this thing. So you know you, you kind of keep that 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 attitude in mind. Yeah, I think I, I definitely tend to keep that in mind. Um, yeah, especially like you're saying with the longer races, because um, I just think that stressing about about the competition, especially for for me, is something that sort of leads down this uh, like snowball effect sort of thing. Like you start thinking one bad thought, and then like just sort of leads to the next one, and the next one, and the next mm-hmm. one, and then you know, especially in a long race, like you've got the potential to really mentally fatigue yourself i think in that regard um so really just starting on the positive note helps and especially helps you be like adaptable like i was saying because say if you're you know you're in this state of mind where you're worried about the competition then all of a sudden the you know you know a hailstorm rolls in or, Mm -hmm. or you know something completely unexpected that'll that'll just send you down down the wrong track mentally uh whereas if you're thinking positively from the beginning and and keeping that going, I feel like you're you're better able to deal with what the trail is going to throw at you. Because in the end, I I think that's the deciding factor of of who does well in the trail races is 
just who's ever who's ever most most prepared or most flexible throughout the race as opposed to like trying to deal with the competition and trying to worry about who's where um, I don't think that works as well in these longer trail races as as you see it playing out in track and cross country mm-hmm. and I think you could almost make that same line of logic in longer road races too, where, you know, there's, you know, in a marathon and a half marathon and, and even an ultra distance road race, like that's a, there's a lot of time for things to happen. So, you know, you got to be able to be adaptable, like you said, flexible, adjust a little bit based on how your body's feeling, what the weather's doing, like all of, all of those factors, um, are going to come into play. And the, the more, at least what I've seen as, as a coach and, and working with, with athletes, the, 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 more high strung an athlete might be where as soon as something goes wrong, it's like, Oh hell, the wheels have all come off and like, we're screwed. Like that's, that's not the mindset you want to be in. And it sounds like obviously at least from, from hearing you talk and other ultra runners because of that more relaxed vibe, maybe it's a little bit easier for, for you folks on the trails to really just kind of be like, yep, it's, it's hailing now. Like, all right, (laughs) just (laughs) do what you got to (laughs) do. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's almost necessary too, because the race is so long that that you basically just have to accept okay i'm i'm going to be hurting for you know all day you know maybe <laughs> um so it's like that's this very different you know mentality in in that in a you know a shorter race you're like okay let's just get through this and get it done with mm-hmm. but you know when you're when you're doing the long race you know you can't you can't just tell yourself that you you'll be like okay i i really don't know how long i'm going to be out here for you know and even if you do you know you I feel like you get to that point in the race where you really just have to tell yourself, okay, okay, you know, I'm, I'm just going to accept like what I've put myself through and we're just going to do this, you know? Um, and that's, that's where I think it's necessary to be relaxed because if you're not accepting that and trying to fight it and that's, that's when things get a little, uh, I guess mentally difficult. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And easier, easier said than done. Um, but that's certainly, yes. <laughs> I, I think the the thing that, uh, we, we, no matter what, what, uh, level you're at as far as speed, distance, anything like that, running for fun, running for a paycheck. Um, that's, that's the goal is working towards being as, as relaxed and adaptable as, as you can be. Um, do you, uh, I mean, you know, predicting the future is, is always, a uh, a fruitless venture. Um, but, uh, do do you see yourself doing much road running in the in the near future, or are you pretty much? I mean, obviously, with with the job now, I mean, it's, it's a trail running job. But but do you do much road running at all, or, or basically strictly trails at this point? Uh, well, that's that's something I'm actually trying to decide because uh, there have been a few uh, top level trail runners who who dabble in the marathon. Mm-hmm. A few of them are my friends, and you know, I see them still getting marathon PRs and and trail PRs at the, at the same time, basically. And so it's, it's definitely doable. And I, I think if I, if I train, you know, maybe specifically for marathon, that could be something I'd, I'd consider, uh, doing, um, probably nothing shorter than, than marathon though. Um, just to kind of get a, get a time out there. Cause I've, I've never ran a marathon that was, you know, on, on the road before. Mm-hmm. I think my best would be like three hours and, and something on the trails, but that's quite different, I think, right. than it would be. Um, so yeah, I think I think I I could definitely see myself doing that. Well, and I, and I suppose you could uh, you use the logic of that's like a 
uh, extended speed workout for you as opposed to, you know, for, for us road runners where it's like, you know, might run, might run a 10 K as kind of a speed workout or something like that, or maybe a half marathon for those that run marathons. But for you, it's like, yeah, you know, like I can go knock out a, a marathon if I really wanted to. And, and that's just, you know, kind of counts as a speed workout for, for somewhere <laughs> down the road on the, on the trails and in the mountains. Yeah, I think, well, I think that's good too. You have that diversity in your training. Um, so I think that's another reason that I'll, I'll probably consider it just yeah. because, especially because that's been something as I've transitioned into trail running, I've still kept parts of my, my cross country training and track even a little bit mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, give me a touch of speed here and there. Cause you never know when you might need that, that final 5k sprint sort of deal to the finish. Um, so yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, especially when, when it's not, you're not just running for a PR, you're running for, uh, for a job. Yeah. Having that, having that little bit of diversity and that little bit of, of extra burst, uh, is never, never going to be a bad thing. So, uh, Tate, as we're getting to that, to that point of starting to, to wrap things up a little bit, um, the, the way I like to, to kind of close the conversation, uh, is similar to how we, we kind of open it with a, with a very open-ended question, uh, and just kind of allow you to, to go with it, whichever, whichever direction sounds good to you. And, and that's kind of where we'll wrap things up. I kind of call it a philosophical question, which it kind of sounds a little scarier sometimes than it actually is. But, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, several minutes ago, the idea of kind of helping to, to maybe encourage slash inform young runners about the opportunities that might be there for trail running and, and, and the opportunities that could present and, and how that could maybe be a, a great next step in, in anyone's running journey, but especially, you know, the, the, the obviously you got started young and, and it's really paid off for you. So I, I'd be curious in, in kind of wrapping up, um, for, for the folks that are listening that are probably for the most part, more parents than they are, you know, young, uh, teenage type of, of runners, but for the parents of, of those age group of runners that are listening to this right now, um, you know, what, what, uh, I, I guess uh, I don't need to try to get too too cute with my question here, but just what what in your uh, what's your argument maybe or what's your your uh, maybe nudge to the parents to say hey you know don't be afraid to try to get your kids on the trail once in a while and maybe that means that you need to go run the trails with your kids once in a while which is exactly obviously what what you shared with, earlier with how your dad kind of got you exposed to it um, so not not maybe the greatest question but just kind of you know as we're wrapping up what's what's your pitch to help get kids onto the trail and, and expose them to it and see if it's something that they really are interested in exploring deeper. Um, again, terrible question, but I, I hopefully you know where I'm trying to go with this <laughs> no, no, yeah. and, and I, I'll just I open it up to you. It. Yeah. Um, cause I think at the moment, this is, this is exactly the topic that I'm brainstorming about for like as a goal for 2020 at 19 basically is how, you know, what can I do, especially with my work with the American trail running association? Like how can, how can we promote this this sport, um, you know, and be ambassadors for it to the younger audience? And that, I mean, that was a reason also that I that I joined the this trail running association was so that you know young runners can have a, a voice basically, um, because I think number one the the community has to be there for for younger runners to join. Like it's got to you know it's got to be almost like a high school sport where where runners, you know, in high school say, yeah, I run track, cross country and trail, mm. you know, that, that trail piece has got to be there, you know, so kids can join in, you know, say like running groups or things like that, uh, in different communities on the trails or uh, different races, uh, perhaps even organized by high schools. Um, so I think for me talking, talking specifically with, with different high school groups, um, or with, 
running groups um, will be a, a big goal for me. Uh, for, like, for example, in back in, in Portland, there's the uh, Bowerman Youth Track Group, um, and they you know, are a group of, I think, like 400-some young runners, uh, I think all under eight, 18, maybe even, maybe even younger than that. Um, but just sort of having groups you know, that size that are just dedicated to trail running, I think would be a big, a big way for it to take off. Um, and yeah, I think for parents, especially just, um, treating it like it's, you know, any other, any other sport, like just letting your kid go out and try it all and see what they love to do, you know, cause I feel like that's, that's the best way to do it. Like not, not to force them down, down one specific mm-hmm. track, but just let them kind of discover what it is they like to do. Like for me, I, I, you know, I was maybe pushed down tennis, you know, to play tennis a little bit, but at the same time, my parents were completely okay with me dabbling in all kinds of things. And when I found my way to running and trail running, that was something they completely supported me for. So, yeah, I think that's, I mean, support is the biggest thing. Mm. I, uh, as, as a father of a four-year-old, um, I'll keep that. I, I agree that the, that the support is is uh, the greatest, you know, the most important thing. No matter no matter what, and uh, you know, if she she's kind of likes running still, but she's four, so you know, we'll not we'll not draw too many conclusions yet. But uh, I'll be sure to to keep her exposed to the trails as long as she continues to have interest in the sport in the future. So uh, I think that's a great a great place to kind of wrap things up for for today. And who knows, maybe we'll do this again at some point, Tate. But uh, guys, once again, if you want to connect with with Tate and uh, follow along with what he's got going on and and all the all of the things uh, at Tate underscore Pullman is the the place on Instagram, Twitter, social media. Again, that's T A Y T E underscore P O L L M A. N-N. And once again, disruns.com slash 630 is a link to take you to the show notes. We'll have everything linked up there as well. And, and the, 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 the brief recap, the, the summary of the conversation will be there in the show notes as well. So you can always reference that and reconnect with Tate as, ne- as needed or as you're interested in down the road. So Tate, once again, uh, thank you for, uh, for taking the time today. I, I certainly enjoyed learning a little bit more about what you've got going on and, and obviously some of your, your history as well. And, uh, Absolutely wish you nothing but the best going forward. Hope you uh, continue to have a, a very successful and long career and, and continue to represent the United States well. And uh, if there's ever anything that we can do for you to help support the uh, the trail running cause and, and some of the other things that you've got cooking, uh, just let us know and we'll be happy to, to help out any way we can. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> best to you too. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Tate and myself. And as always... I would be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was something that we talked about that was uh, that was your takeaway for today? Uh, for me, it came uh, a little bit closer to the end than, it, than sometimes they usually do. But, uh, you know, I mean, every episode is obviously different. And it was when Tate talked about being uh, having to be adaptable and having to be a bit flexible out on the trail and not knowing exactly what uh, what what's going to happen on race day. And I think that a lot of us, and I mean, shoot, this is something I talked about in the quick tip not too long ago uh, about how to, um, you know, have a good race day plan. And it's important to have a plan, but it's also important to be willing to deviate from your plan based on how you're feeling, what the race is like, what, what the weather's doing, um, you know, a whole host of, of other factors that it's, it's impossible, quite frankly, to, to predict and to prepare exactly, uh, you know, exactly what's going to happen or to know exactly every little intricate detail. So having that ability to be adaptable, it's, it's good to have a plan. It's good to have a strategy. It's good to, to kind of have an idea of how you want to execute for this race. But 
it's equally important, maybe more so important. I don't know. I mean, both sides are important. How do you, how do you say one is more important than the other? Both are important in that you also need to be able to go, all right, here's the plan, but for X, Y, Z reason, I, I need to deviate from the plan. You know, uh, I went out too fast. I didn't stick to the plan. So I need to, to dial it back and get back on track. Um, you know, the weather took a turn, so I need to adjust my pace and, and no longer am I going to be able to hit my goal because it's not, it's not safe to push at that level. Um, you know, whatever it is, your, your stomach takes a turn. You, you, you eat something that, uh, uh, you know, just really for whatever reason that day doesn't set with you, uh, that's going to impact things. So we, we need to be willing to, to be adaptable, to, to adjust, to, um, have confidence in the decisions that we're making, because, you know, you can have a coach, you can have the greatest coach in the world, but in the middle of a race, uh, I doubt you're going to get your phone out and text him or her and be like, Hey, here's the situation. Can we talk? Can you help me talk through it? You've got to be willing to make those, those choices, those decisions, those changes on your own. And, and, you know, we all have to do it. We all have to do it. Uh, and it's something that maybe you might not do it quite perfectly, the first time or the second time or any time, but you learn from it and, and you, it makes it easier to adjust, easier to adapt and easier to be comfortable with the choices you're making the more times you do it. So, you know, having a plan is good, but being uh, willing and, and not uh, worried about having to adjust the plan, that's also good. That's also important. And I was, I was happy to hear Tate talk about that. And it definitely caught my attention uh, with so many races coming up, you know, with, with, fall racing season being in full swing as this episode goes live at the beginning of October. You know, I know a lot of you listening have races coming up, have that plan, but be willing to adapt, be willing to adjust depending on, uh, on how things are going. So that was my takeaway. What about you? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at this run, shoot me an email, this runs at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for this episode and leave your thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways and comments there as well. Dizruns.com slash six three zero. Once again, is the link to get to the show notes, all of Tate's info links, and of course, leave your comments there while you're at it. Um, and with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. I'll remind you one more time, great way to support the, uh, the show and to, uh, keep yourself entertained. Maybe learn a few things as well, depending on what kind of books you like to listen to would be audible. And if you want to head over to disruns.com slash audible, sign up. Uh, I think it asks for your credit card information right up front, but I promise you they don't bill you until after that 30 days. So you can set your calendar, set a reminder to cancel it before the 30 days are over and you will not be charged. Also, you will, however, get to keep your book. So get a book, check it out, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. And if you have any questions or concerns about that, just let me know as well. But uh, with that, we'll officially pull this boat, pull this ship. This is bigger than a boat. Pull this ship into harbor. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one as always. And if there's ever anything I can do to help you, support you, to uh, encourage you, to answer a question, whatever it is, just reach out. I'm always happy to do that at Dizruns on the Twitter, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, any, anytime you're on the website, you can leave a contact form or comment or anything like that, and I'll get to you as well. So until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, until next time, be well, all right? See you guys.